You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian story. We are at uh, episode number 52. My name is Veronica here in not-so-sunny Mornington Peninsula in Victoria and with our co-host, Executive Director, Mr Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. I'm so glad you're back. I did the last episode by myself. was <laughs> harrowing. I'm, I'm okay talking to the people, but having to do all your stuff in the intro and everything, it was just, uh, you know, but, uh, but we got through it. I think we, I think we did okay, but, um, you know, I'm good to see you back again. Thank you. I'm very grateful for that feedback, but um, I did have a listen back to it and you did a fantastic job. It was um, an excellent uh, podcast. I'm sure that everyone who's listening didn't miss me, but they got a lot out of the podcast as they always do. And today is no different. We're actually um, bringing together the BNI Brains Trust uh, and we have another executive director with us today to share something that's really um, become quite obvious for him. And I think it's going to be a real eye opener for all of our listeners. Would you like to give us an introduction? Yeah, sure. Well, we've got our first time second guest on our podcast for episode 52. So uh, we last had this person on in August 2020 and uh, in episode 28 way back when. And if you want to actually go and check this out, uh, the episode was uh, Referral Partners Changed My BNI Experience. And we have BNI Melbourne Central Executive Director with us, Mr. Braith Bamkin. Welcome, Braith. Oh, thank you very much. Am I really the first second time guest? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's quite an honor. I'm really privileged to be back here. I mean, I I loved I loved it last time and I get so much commentary from members about uh that episode and and of course all the other episodes, but I'm really touched to be the the first repeat guest. Well, I've got to say that, um, and I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but last time we we had um, time with you, we were in lockdown, and this time we're in lockdown. So it's either you don't want to meet with us face to face, or we just have a really nice time on Zoom, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners, we are in Victoria at the moment, and that is the that is the case. So for the people who may have missed you last time around, can you tell us a bit about how long you've been involved with BNI Brave? So I started my membership, I think it was about probably 12 years ago. Uh, I was a member in a chapter in Brighton here in Melbourne. Uh, at the time, I had a mattress store and I uh, was a, a member. I was the worst member you'd ever want to have in your chapter. And you need to go back to that past episode and hear how I turned that around because uh, it's a true story uh, and anyone can do that. It's a miracle that I'm still that I got through and I'm here as an executive director. And I do have to say, Brent, that you were very helpful to me in my very early days when I was looking to become an executive director. You were a fantastic support and mentor, and I really appreciate everything that you you did. And uh, for those that don't know, Brent's been here since the beginning of time, so he uh, he really really did support me and um, and encourage me on my BNI journey uh, first as a director and and then into the executive director role. So I thank you for that, Brent. 
Yeah, I, I actually used to ride my dinosaur to the uh, to the. Are <laughs> 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 you one of those crusty old sea dogs? Crusty <laughs> old sea dogs. So, just for our listeners, just before we get into what we're going to talk about today, uh, how many members and chapters are under your concern in BNI Melbourne Central? Uh, funnily enough, I looked at the number today. I don't usually do that because I thought you might be asking me this question. We have 26 chapters, but we have the, the devil's number. We have 666 members. Oh, <laughs> you need one more to break that. Uh, uh, well, let's go for 10 more, right? Okay, but yeah. uh, the number yeah. of the beast. The number of the beast. <laughs> So uh, today we've got Braith on uh, and he wanted to discuss um, a, a, something about, and I really love this book and uh, I've read it myself, and the, the principles of the, um, of the Slight Edge, which is based on a book by Jeff Olson. And it's, uh, if, you, uh, if you haven't read it before, look it up. I've, I've actually recommended this book to a lot of B&I members and they've actually gone out of their way to thank me for putting them uh, put him onto the slide edge. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about the slide edge today and some of those principles and how they relate to your business and to BNI. So tell us a little bit about how some chapters, how we got to this point where we want to talk about this today anyway, Bray. So look, as you said, this is a book that I absolutely love and I also recommend it to many, many members and they also thank me for it. And a good friend of ours got me onto that, Hazel Walker, who uh, is a very celebrated executive director uh, from Canada and the United States. She, she got me to read that book many, many years ago. And the summary of it is the slight edge is all about the sum total of the little things that you do and don't do and where you end up over time. So for example, if I go to Macca's today and I chow down on a Macca's meal, tomorrow I'm not going to be um, lining up for the cardiac surgeon. But if I do that every single day for the next 20 years, the cardiac surgeon and I are likely to know each other quite well. Conversely, if I go to the gym tomorrow, I'm not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But if I do that consistently for the next 20 years, I'm going to look considerably different to the way I look now. And the reason I wanted to talk about this book, because I actually reached out to Brent and I said, Brent, mate, I want to talk about this book and uh, this topic because it's been something that's come up a lot lately so obviously we've had another little hiccup with our lockdown here in, in melbourne and a lot of chapters have said to me why are some chapters doing so well and others seem to be uh floundering or not, or not in this in going the same direction and it really is the sum total of the slight edge principle so it's all those little tiny actions that chapters do and also that members do that make a big difference in the long run and you know i can break that down into both the side of the, the members and also the chapters but you mentioned it in the start brent it's also a principle that you can take and apply to your business so everything we're going to talk about today Think about how you can apply it to your business to be successful in your business as well. So what are some of the things we can actually apply from this to be successful in your own business, would you say, from your learnings here? So business is not rocket science. It's consistently doing things that 
that we know are going to do uh, well for, for our business over time. So I always say start with the end in mind. Before we had this uh, start of the podcast, Veronica asked me a really great question. Tell me how you would sum up this podcast. So she had the end in mind. So we knew where we were going to go. So we could actually take the podcast and the journey in the direction that we wanted it to go. And it's the same in your business. Where do you want to go? Then what are the actions that you need to implement every day or every week or every month that are going to get you to that end game? Because without a target, you don't know where you're aiming. And when you've got that target, then you know the tactics that you need to employ to get there. So I reckon that one of the major reasons most businesses fail is they don't know where they're going. And if you don't know where you're going, you're going to get there really fast. And that's generally not a great place to be. That's a great, that's actually, um, when you just said that, little penny dropped. <laughs> I think uh, it's, you just dumbed down some that question of why aren't I getting anywhere that a lot of business owners ask themselves and people turn mm. around and say, oh, well, Einstein says if you do the same thing over and over again. And, you know, I, I understand all of that, but I think the way that you just put it, if you don't know where you're going, you get there fast. Yeah. And I think that's the point a lot of business owners find themselves in. So I'm really keen to hear what you've got to say as well. So if we took this principle and we applied it to BNI, and we all know that BNI is simply a system that you've bought. So no, no one ever joins BNI to be a great BNI member. That that's just a byproduct of the stuff that you do to grow your own business. So the the end game is not to be a great BNI member. That just happens to happen as you're doing the stuff. So if you look at it from your BNI membership, we've made it really super, super easy to understand what you need to do to get the result. So from a membership perspective, it's bring one visitor a month at least, uh, do a continuing at education unit. So, you know, listening to this podcast is a really great way to continue your education uh, on referrals and networking. Uh, and there's plenty of other op options there to do as well. Bringing in a referral once a week. So, you know, referrals are easy to do if you're doing all the other stuff. And one of the other things you need to do, of course, to get the referrals is attend every week, because if you're not in person there every week, then you're not going to be able to generate the referrals or have a sub, obviously. But the number one thing that I think people need to do to get the result is one-to-ones. And if you're doing your one-to-ones consistently and you're training your referral team, the sort of business that you want, the referrals will come and the business will come. And we all know that the fastest way to get a referral is to, to give a referral. How am I going to find out how I'm going to refer to you? Got to do a one-to-one, -one, guys. You've got to do your one-to-ones. So when people say to me, why is XYZ doing so well in BNI? Pretty, I don't know about you, Brent, but if you look at the stats, you go back and you look at the stats and you see they're consistently doing one-to-ones. And they mightn't be doing 10 a week. And when we see some people that have a crazy number of one-to-ones, but they're consistent every week. They've done one or two one-to-ones uh, consistently throughout the year. It's that consistently and that slight edge principle that gets them the result at the end of the day. Well, I'd even take it further than this, Braith. I think the way you do one-to-ones and you can incorporate the slight edge principle into your one-to-ones like instead of having a catch up with someone and sitting there shooting the breeze, not being prepared, how about doing a bit of slide edge stuff and just taking you know five minutes out of your day to prepare some questions, 
to prepare print out a worksheet or something mm. you can use to give you directions. And that's at another one of those, you know, slide edge principles. Okay, what makes um, doing a one-to-one -one with one person more effective than other people doing one-to-ones? It's applying those principles and having a goal in the end. And mm. we all know if you if you apply one-to-ones really well, you should get at least two referrals out of it, which is one mm. short-term referral, one long-term referral. Mm. And you know, the thing about BNI is that we've made it really easy for people to have one-to-ones because we created these tools. It's this amazing thing called the Gains and Worksheet. Simple, simple, simple tool. I just redid mine yesterday. I redo it every six to 12 months because my goals change. I redid it. And, you know, some of the goals were, were I achieved and I, I redid it. Um, so that's a really easy tool for you to use to teach people. And the other one that I absolutely love, and I think it's one of the most underutilized tools in BNI is the past 10 customer worksheet because that starts a really great conversation yeah. with your fellow members about the kind of business that works for you, how that business came to you, and the process that you took people to go through. Because when you do those past 10 customer worksheets, you're telling stories. And we all know facts are boring, no one listens, but those stories really engage us. And when you take us through the narrative of how those 10 customers, last 10 customers came to you, the problem that you're solving for them and the result that you got for them, I can instantly leave that one-to-one -one and go, hey, I can think of somebody that you probably need to meet. It's those triggers that you use. And Brent, you said it before, do the slide edge stuff. How many times Mate, have you heard one of our newer members say, oh, I, you know, I talked about doing the gains uh, worksheet uh, with my fellow members, but they said, we don't do that in this chapter. How many times have you heard that? Oh, I know, I know. And, you know, this is sometimes we have to get past the stigma and the culture. And some of our veteran members sort of need to realise that, um, you know, they may not think they know what they're doing, but uh, someone who's... Uh, Someone who comes in who's a greenhorn, who's a new member, needs all the help they can get. And, mm. and this is world's best practice. We're actually mm. teaching everyone with what we're doing in here. And just because we did something another way 10 years mm. ago doesn't mean it's the most, in, most effective use of your particular time. We're mm. always finding ways to actually better work this BNI system. And this mm. BNI system started 36 years ago off a sheet of paper typed with a typewriter. Mm. And it's got all these elements which we've we've always come together and worked better. And there's been the greatest minds in our organisation come together and put this stuff in place. And uh, some of our older members just pay lip service to it, and they think that you know B and I starts and finishes in their chapter <laughs> meeting with their members, whereas yes. our, our new members are, are taking this training, taking these resources, and then feel really discouraged. Yep. when our older members don't want to play a game with this new stuff. But you know what the crazy thing about that is, mate? I just said before that I've just redone my gains profile yesterday. So I probably have done 20 versions of my gains profile over my BNI career. The gains profile that you would have had in your hot little hand 12 years ago would be completely different from the one I'd be giving you today because so much has changed. So it's crazy that long-term members don't revisit their gains profile worksheet and show uh, their the, the new members and even their long-term buddies what they are because, mate, your goals are going to change. And if your goals have changed and I see that they've changed, then I can actually work back and go, how can I help you get that goal? If you've got some crazy goal and you've mentioned it to me, 
strange things happen in BNI, don't they, Brent? Stuff can't, you know, you, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I've I, I got to tell you something. And I've sat in a chapter meeting and not only the gains, because you can update the gains on, on your uh, BNI Connect profile, but even bio sheets. <laughs> just do the bio sheet once and they don't go back and update it. And then you have a bio sheet read out before someone does a feature presentation and they say they talk about their pets and then you see a sad thing on their, a sad um, expression on their face and they go, oh, oh, no, we don't have that pet anymore. Well, why didn't you update your bio so we didn't mention it? My favourite one is um, when they mention their partner, life partner, oh, and uh, John is married to Jane. Uh, no, I, I married Mary last year. Jane and I divorced three years ago. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. I, actually, right. um, I just think it's really important, and I think you've touched on something that's super important for people in chapters who are who are onboarding new members. That whoever the new member mentor is needs to be someone who embraces the system, yeah. because if you've got someone, um, as in Brent's technical terms, as a crusty old sea dog, <laughs> who is onboarding, in Brent's terms again, a greenhorn, <laughs> learning all these these technical terms, then what we're getting is we're getting this transference of. Uh, um, people not yeah. taking on this process that has been put together, as you say, by some fantastic people. I would love to go back in time and sit with Ivan Meisner and watch him thinking about a one-to-one. -one. I mean, how incredible was that? A simple notion, two people coming together. And he came up with that, and that's made a difference to almost all of the businesses of every single member here in BNI. So it's not rocket science, as you said, Braith, but if we don't have someone who embraces the system onboarding the new member, then we just have these same things happening over and over and over again. And forget the fact that we're not doing what we're asked to do. We're actually missing out on business. We're missing mm -hmm. out on relationships that could really help our business. Mm. So, Veronica, you touched on a good point there about our mental coordinators. And I want to go back to the second part of the slide edge conversation, and that is why I think some chapters are consistently doing well and why other chapters seem to be challenged with that. And... Lately, I've had a number of chapters that have had really good growth and consistent over the last 18 months. And they're, you know, in their 40s and they, 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 they're continually adding people. They're maybe one a month, one every two months, and they're just consistent. And I say to them, what, what are you doing that is helping you to grow the chapter? And without fail, they tell me that every time they bring a new member into the, the chapter, they interview them really, really well. They give them a really clear idea of the expectations of the chapter. Because Brent, how many times have we heard somebody say, oh, "I didn't know it was every week." <laughs> I mean, honestly. I didn't know we had to pay meeting fees. Oh yeah, all of that sort of stuff. So they've interviewed in really, really well. But then my favourite one, and this is, I, if you're going to take anything away as a chapter leader and you want to go back to your chapter, guys, this is the golden nugget. Every time you're interviewing a prospective new member, there is a question. I think every chapter interviewer should ask and that is over the next two months we want to meet your network we'd like you to bring one or two members every week for the next six to eight weeks now there's a couple of reasons why you want to ask that question firstly the first six to eight weeks they're probably not going to have a lot of referrals so you want to have give them something to say in the i have section you bring eight people over eight weeks you've got eight stand-ups in the i have section to say today i brought my visitor xyz but it's the response to that question that is the 
gate in or the door out to a BNI chapter. Because if they say, I can't do that, or I don't have a network to do that, instantly you've got a red flag. You don't want that person in your chapter because if they don't have a network they have influence over that they can bring to your chapter to, to visit, how are they going to find referrals? So way too often we let people into chapters who simply shouldn't be there because they're not um, networked enough. Um, if they say yes, but they don't know how, I love that because they can be helped. We can teach people how to bring their network. Now, I don't care if they join. Some will, some, these new people, some will, some won't. Um, it's not, the agenda isn't for, for those to join. But here's what happens. When new members bring their trusted network to meet their fellow chapter mates, and the meeting is an exceptional meeting, the, those visitors will either make a decision to join or tell somebody else that they're amazing and they should come and join, or they'll do business with someone in the chapter. Any of those is a winner. And if you're consistently bringing new people into your chapter and you're consistently getting them to bring eight people, so let's say you're bringing um, 10 people in a, in a year and you're bringing, getting them to bring eight people in, that's 80 visitors that your chapter will have in a year. Now, we know that around 30% of most chapters business is done through visitors. So my maths is not really good, but I'm pretty sure it's 24 of those people will do business with someone in the chapter. And we, we know with our conversion rate, it it's, depends on the chapter, but I reckon that they'll probably have 12, 12, around 12 to 16 of those people actually make an application. Some will get in, some won't, doesn't matter. There is your retention issue solved. There is your uh, new business solved. There is the excitement factor in the chapter because we all know that having a room full of people is, is fun and exciting. It's the consistent little things that you're doing. So you've got that cohort going through for a year and they're bringing one or two people every week. They're super proud. They're going, Veronica, you've got to come to this new thing I've just joined. You've got to meet this new network that I've built. You're part of my trusted network. These people are amazing. They meet every week. They do this thing every single week. You've got to meet them. They're amazing. And if you have that level of excitement and that pride in the chapter that you have just joined and you're bringing the, the 16 people that you're closest to, and that's a whole other conversation about Dunbar, but uh, the 16 closest people in, in, in your world in there, you are going to rock that chapter because your fellow chapter mates are going to go, this person is someone I've got to get to know. Your credibility goes through the roof. You absolutely supercharge your referability in that chapter. You'll be thanked for closed business before that two months is up anyway. And then you have a consistent culture of inviting. Those are the chapters that are succeeding. So guys, if your chapter is not doing well, that is a really simple thing to do. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then probably you haven't got pride in your chapter. And this is a way to bring pride into your chapter. I like to put these slight edge principles into a sporting parlance. Mm. And it's those one percenters. It's doing mm. those one percenters. Or you could say it's dotting the I's, crossing the T's. And I find my our most successful chapters, our most successful members do those one percenters, even mm -hmm. when no one's watching. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they do it and make sure they do it because they know that all those, you know, 10 of those one percenters adds up to 10%. Totally. So if I said to you, oh, I want to grow your business by 10%, you'd say, yeah. Okay, well, you need to do, you know, 10 one percenters to actually grow your business by, mm. by 10%. It's a great way to put it. Um, and even in my... Um, you know, in my pastime where we're involved in motorsport racing cars, 
you know, there's little things we do with tuning of the car, those little 1% mm. things that end up in a lap time because mm. we can be, we can go out and do a qualifying session and, you know, those little one percenters might add two tenths of a second to our mm. um, lap time, make it quicker. That could be the difference between us being on pole position or on the third row of the grid, which makes mm. our race day a lot harder for us. So doing those one percenters and people will look at it and say, why do you do that? It all adds up. You know, all those slight edge principles actually add up as well. So, um, you know, members as well, um, you know, really member-wise, really lends itself to the power of one, um, the slight edge. And even just besides that power of one, you know, doing those things like preparing for the meeting beforehand, knowing what you're going to say before you mm. go into the room, having a plan before you go into a room, you know, making sure you you look the part as well. All those are little one percenters, making sure you're there early, you know, before everyone else to greet possible visitors in the room and network. Totally. And those members who are doing all those things get the most out of being on. Mate, do you notice the chapters that are larger chapters that that are the the green that are doing the most referrals? Those members are there at six thirty. The chapters that are around the the smaller numbers and the you know greys or reds, those chapters turn those members are turning up at six fifty nine. Or consistently, uh, you know, I don't know about in your region, but I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure if it's happening in mine, it's happening everywhere else. So, you know, that's a slight edge principle because if you get there early and, it, you know, even if you haven't got a visitor there at 6.30, you're there, you've shown up. And you know what? All it takes is to back up your routine 15 minutes. <laughs> Basically, you know, instead of setting the alarm for a certain time, move back 15 minutes, don't hit the snooze button and get it happening. Look, when you're um, proud of your chapter and your chapter's doing well, you want to be there early anyway because you're excited about it. Well, that's another conversation I find. And I find that chapters who are proud of what they are, proud of what they do, invite the best visitors along because members of the chapter actually, with that pride, they're, they're willing to actually open up the chapter to their to their network because they're proud of being there. And mm. chapters where the where have it where they have an underlying sort of problem or an issue or a culture issue, I find those chapters people don't want to take visitors there because they're they're not proud of it. And some in some instances, totally. they're a part of it, but they're embarrassed to actually introduce it to their best contacts. So this week was our second week of lockdown here in this lockdown number four. I had some chapters say to me, we can't get any visitors because of lockdown. And then I had one chapter that had 27 visitors. One chapter had 55 visitors. And they're like, it's the easiest thing to do. It's like, it's a hundred percent mindset and, you know, hundred percent pride in your chapter. Uh, exactly the same here, Braith. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, our, our, our best chapters had a lot of visitors here this week on Zoom. They still brought them. They said, hey, this is easy. You know, this is easy to get people we probably wouldn't have got before because they'll be out in the road already going somewhere, whereas uh, when they had nothing to do, they can come along and see it. And then they can actually see the the advantage of actually seeing a meeting and what we actually do instead of someone trying to tell it. And as Ivan likes to say, trying to give a haircut over the phone yeah. uh, is like telling someone trying to tell someone about a B&I meeting. And yeah. it's so true. 
Totally. I love I love that saying. I just um I wanted to mention that global conference last year during lockdown. I was on my recliner couch with a glass of red and a bowl of pasta, and I had the best time <laughs> ever. Right, <laughs> best time ever. I don't feel like I missed out because I couldn't get over to uh, wherever I needed to be to be part <laughs> of that global vibe. But I did see Hazel Walker. <laughs> I, I believe she did did a. Uh, I'm sure it was Hazel, and she blew me away. And one of the big takeaways from her. Um, from her seminar spot was once a, a new member sponsors another member, they are yeah. personally invested in the chapter. And just yeah. what you were saying before, Braith, I think we need, I'm, I'm a big advocate on an audience in BNI. So when we say bring visitors, for me, I'm bringing an audience for all the other members. I'm showing off my other mm-hmm. members. And I think that if we could maybe reframe, don't bring a visitor. And I know some chapters are like only bring a visitor that can join. Oh. But they, they're missing out on those visitors that bring business. They're missing out on those visitors that are the raving fans that go and tell the other people that will join. And they're missing out on giving that new member the opportunity just to puff their chest out and say, I brought an audience for you today. And I just wanted to say that if there's people in chapters listening that are feeling like they can only bring someone into the room that must join, I think that the chapters are, are cutting off their nose to, to oh, spite the face. Just totally. Visitors, the, the, purpose of, the purpose of visitors is not to have them join. The purpose of visitors is for them to come and experience the chapter. And we right. constantly say, if the chapter experience is great, the application will take care of itself. You don't need yeah. to worry about whether they're going to join or not. So I never I never invited people to come and join my BNI chapter because I wasn't on the membership committee. It was never up to me. It's come and see these amazing people. Some will join, some won't, so what? Don't care. I just want you to see these amazing people I hang out with. And if your chapter is infectious, and if I'm in a chapter, it's infectious, then it's going to be good. Yeah, I agree. I think we spoke about this, Brent, with um, that podcast. It was my favourite, second to this one, Brent, of course. Of course. It was my my favourite one when a clown invited me to be an I. And that was a pivotal moment for me when um, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry if he's listening because I, I, I remember the podcast so I, well. I do believe it was John Williamson. John Williamson. And he just said something so simple. <laughs> was he uh, the clown? He said, yeah, he said. He listens to this, so uh, you're Jay right. Dub, you're the clown, mate. <laughs> I've told so many people about that, and I think it's actually made a difference for chapters with their visitors because instead of people having this massive drive on bringing 15 visitors each, bring one person oh. each to the chapter. It's a slight edge, Veronica. One person consistently is yes. all you need to do. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know those uh, what Braith was talking about before, if someone brings their best contact and they join the chapter, that person generally becomes a lifer within BNI yes. because yeah. they've got that vested interest and they've got ownership by by including their network into the chapter, which is really key. And um, you will extract more money out of that one one relationship. Even, even though they're your best customer, there's always more money to be extracted from that relationship. So never say, I can't bring that person because I've already got as much business. Without fail, there's always more to get. Yeah. Well, I like to say, what if everyone does that? Wow. Can you imagine? like everyone in the room to bring their best contacts and their best customers so we can all share? Best contacts. I love that reframe. I just think that's so – what a takeaway for people listening. But just what don't gift. bring visitors, bring your best contacts into the room so we can all show off in front of an audience. What a gift. What an absolute – and your gift for your visitor. Come and meet these amazing people I hang out with. What a gift. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, this has been great, Braith. Uh, we are running a bit short on time. Any final thoughts on uh, on what we've spoken about today you'd like to add? Yes, I want to finish with with the saying in, in Slide Edge that I, I absolutely love. So everything in BNI and in business and in life is easy to, to do. It's easy not to do. It's just your choice and your mindset which path you take. Absolutely. I love it. Thank I you love so it. much for joining us today. You're very welcome. I could do this all afternoon. <laughs> and you know, uh, I'm always, always great having you on, Braith, and uh, thank you. Can I be the, the first third-time visitor as well? <laughs> you probably will be. <laughs> for part two. We'll get you back again for sure. Thanks, guys. Actually, last time we had Braith on, Brent, I distinctly remember saying we need a part two because there was just so much conversation. Plus, <laughs> you two get on the on the podcast together. And it's just lucky there's no bottle of wine. That's all I can say. It, 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 it's always a great conversation, but it would just go to new depths. We've known each other for uh, for quite some time, and um, and also uh, Hazel Walker. Like we're both her uh, brothers from another mother. I think uh, when we all get together, so uh, we love Hazel. <laughs> Well, yes. thank you, Braith. Uh, Braith. And I just, um, so Brent, we are running out of time, which is uh, normally I do all the talking, but it wasn't just me today, so I can't take the responsibility for that. But I just thought I'd ask you, um, obviously onboarding is really important for um, new members to come on. What are the most important things that you think that uh, chapters should be really weary of when they're onboarding new members? Um, really, they need to uh, make sure that they know all of the expectations up front. Uh, what's expected of them? This is a different way to do business. So there is expectations for them to treat what we do as a business, as a part of their business, not something that takes them away from their business. And if they treat it as a part of their business, uh, going to the meetings, organising themselves for the meetings, preparing for the meetings, doing one-to-ones, if they treat that as marketing for their business, that they're going to get a result for their business, they'll get business results. If it gets treated as a uh, taking them out of their business, they won't be in the chapter very long. And one of the things I really like to say when I run a training session, I say to people, who, who took time out of their business to be here today? And if someone puts their hand up, I say, well, you know, if you've got that attitude, this is not going to work for you straight off. You need to actually incorporate this as part of your business if you want business results, because you are doing this for your business. And everything you do for BNI and inside of BNI, it's not for BNI, it's for you and your business or your chapter. So you're not doing any of this stuff for BNI. You're doing it for your business and your chapter. And if you do it for your business and your chapter, you will get returned from it. I, I, you've caught me twice on that one in certain different trainings, and then I learned. So I learned it's a trick question. Um, but this has been such an incredible podcast. I have taken away so much. Just before we get to the tip of the week, what is the author of The Slight Edge? You said Jerome? No, Jeff Olson. Jeff Olson. Okay, I need to go and listen to that book, and I hope anyone else listening, if you haven't read it, that you're inspired to go out and have a read of it now or a listen if you're into audio books like I am. So, Brent, what no, is no, your no, tip for the week? Uh, tip for the week is to get yourself along to the BNI Australia Business Growth Conference. Easy to get to. Uh, it's in Adelaide. It's face-to-face and it's online. And it's really like for what you can actually get in there for. Uh, it's on the 25th of June, which is a Friday. Um, I don't, at the moment, I'm not sure if we even get there face-to-face. But the great thing is we'll be able to do it online and all the sessions 
will be actually recorded if you have to get away from the uh, if you have to get away from the Zoom at that time. And the big uh, thing is uh, the world's number one small business guru, Michael E. Gerber, is doing the keynote, so it's not to be missed. So, uh, and also there's some great other panels in there, experts speaking. It's a really great way to enhance your business and actually help you scale your business going forward. So, um, not to be missed. The uh, and it's very reasonable. Um, I don't know what the current. I know it was thirty nine dollars early bird. I think it's gone up from that now. Um, but it's 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 not expensive. It's under a hundred dollars to actually uh, to actually go along in, uh, for the online version as well. So anyway, get along to the business growth conference on the twenty fifth of June. Look it up on uh, Eventbrite BNI Business Growth Conference. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much. And just for those people who don't know who um, Michael Gerber is, when I asked Ivan a question, I was lucky enough to actually have an opportunity to ask Ivan a question. I asked him what inspired him to franchise BNI, and he told me the conversation with that man changed the model of BNI and and helped him to create what it is today. So he's someone that you don't want to miss. Um, as he part from the, the myth. he read the e myth, the e myth, and and also too just um, the connections that you can make. Even if it's online, I made huge connections uh, just by being online with Global Conference. So don't underestimate the power of, of, of attending this online if that's what you can do. Thanks, everybody, for um, uh, being with us to listen to podcast number 52 of BNI, The Australian Story. Please keep sharing this with all other members that may not have had the opportunity to listen to it. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you, Braith, so much for being our special guest today. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Brent. See you next week. Thanks. See you then. 